Happy Ides of March, everyone. Welcome to another GigoCast episode where we cover 10 topics and trailers in as close to an hour as possible. My name's Kelton, and joining me as always is my amazing co-host, Grift. How's it going? It's good. Yeah, it's it's the Ides of March, everybody's uh, favorite movie that doesn't actually exist. But uh, yeah, I, I can't wait for the uh, Ghost of Kiev, uh, Ides of March, uh, Christopher Nolan movie in like 10 years <laughs> or so. It's nice that we're saying 10 years. That might be a little generous come on now biopics you know they, they come out all at once it's that or it's going to be like a judd apatow like oh wow a comedian became a president of a country how does he deal with a foreign invasion of russians wacky zany adventures follow uh god it, it's it's a it's a, it's weird to see major world powers uh just kind of all tensing up and here i am just wanting to celebrate the fact that batman's doing well at the box office yeah that doesn't make me feel shallow or cheap by any means. No, I, I think we're self-aware enough being so that we can, you know, you can hold both thoughts in mind simultaneously. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not it's not either or. Inside you, there are two bats. Well, yeah. I, I get it. The bat and the cat. <laughs> <laughs> In, in, I'm still laughing. There are two masks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, true. There we go. There we go. I see. I see. It work out well. Yeah. I mean, I'm just shocked that the Batman has made it's at 463 million globally after just 10 days. So it it's you know just pounding the pavement to hit 500 million dollars uh, easily uh, by next weekend, if not you know uh, beforehand. So uh, Warner Bros. Wouldn't you know it when you feature Batman in a movie? It makes money. Congratulations. They continue to crack the code over and over again. So uh, I, I want to celebrate. I want to say good job, but give me my goddamn Penguin HBO Max series already. <laughs> Why is it not? Where are the eight episodes? I was I was promised. I want to leave the theater and then like get a push notification saying, now watch this instead. Uh, yeah, but, I, oh am, well. I am, I am uh, running, not walking to, to congratulate the, the media conglomerate on uh making a lot of money off of their most um you know like highly visible legacy <laughs> product uh but if it yeah if it means we get a um colin farrell penguin hbo series it'll all be worth it absolutely i i'm just i'm just excited the idea of colin farrell penguin having like a shithead nephew that he has to unfortunately kill in like episode <laughs> three uh please oh, please they're, uh, oh they're, they're gonna like remake the sopranos aren't they Absolutely. But uh, let's move on from like one shameless, soulless conglomerate that's endlessly milking one of their most profitable IPs <laughs> to a totally different topic. Uh, the Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi <laughs> teaser trailer. <laughs> No, it's different. It's different this time, Griff, because this story is 10 years after Revenge of the Sith and nine years before A New Hope happens. So we get to see like old Ewan McGregor uh, as Obi-Wan and he's trying to like deal with uh, the fact that, you know, he failed essentially. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, man, I, I, I watch this trailer and I think. Another desert planet, huh? Another another fucking Tatooine three to four episodes, huh? We yeah. just can't get out, out of here. It's really becoming more like the the Tatooine extended universe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's the one place he knows the Darth Vader won't go because it's sand. It's coarse. (laughs) It gets everywhere. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not he's not going back to uh, you know his his his, uh, you know the source of all his Oedipal issues. We're not not Uh, willing to go there. Darth Vader arriving in Tatooine with the the breathing apparatus and you know gagging as the sand particles <laughs> enter. And, oh fuck! Oh, it's so much worse now. Ah. <laughs> yeah, he he knew all along. Like yeah, he was. Uh, it, it was it was fate that uh, sand would be his ultimate enemy. <laughs> 
I got some in my eye. You ever have something in your eye that you can't take you can't off your mask? Oh, this, uh, yeah, this this was a good trailer though. Like the it. Well, yeah, because yeah. it had Duel of the Fates playing the entire time. Yeah. Like, you take away John Williams' music, and it, it, you're gonna realize like the the dollar store sets that are going on. Like, yeah. uh, you could put Duel of the Fates like over, like c- c- like cut it over like the Spaceballs trailer, and it would, it would feel like epic and uh, like. I, I I know this is you know cutting ahead to later on, but you know there's a new Ben Affleck thriller movie that that's coming out. We'll talk about later towards the end of the show. But put Duel of the Fates over the trailer for Deep Water, and man, I'm fucking hooked. I'm I'm there uh, opening day uh, of a Hulu release, but whatever you know <laughs> yeah should have put duel of the fates over the tom cruise mummy trailer <laughs> oh god yes <laughs> it's just duel of the fates and then and just like grunting in a plane <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah if, 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 the, if the listener doesn't know look up uh yeah, Tom Cruise mummy trailer, and it's probably one of the funnier things you'll see that day. I think a lot of people aren't aware. Like the studio uploaded and released a full trailer, but it just had Tom Cruise's audio in it. Not even like his full audio, but like the audio he did from when he was bouncing around in the plane. And so it's just this very awkward like shriek grunt grunt grunt. Uh, oh my god yeah anyway it's like if tom cruise was getting mugged by a ghost is kind of <laughs> what the impression is um uh. yeah th- this trailer though like it, it looks like it is trying to hint at being like this isn't a normal kid star wars story like this is going to be an adult star wars story but then in the press releases they're talking about how the original scripts were too dark for everyone and so they had to like fix the tone aka make it more like kid kitty not in the sense of making it dumber but like make it be more lighthearted make it not be as depressing aka you know probably still be able to feature this as star wars land in disney world or whatever um oh, instead yeah, of we, like, end on uh, a real bummer you know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like we're being denied, like, full, depressed emo Obi-Wan here. Absolutely. I, yeah, like, if, I, 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 if, <laughs> if, only, if only we, like, you know, could know what could have been, like, could have been really something. <laughs> I know it's probably not uh, too PC these days, but I'm imagining Obi-Wan with, like, a, a, a blue milk style white russian and he's just drunk the entire time stumbling around in the desert shrieking at uh aunt beru about how to raise the magic child he's, he's making in like absolute scene in the in the moss espa casino <laughs> sir i need you to please leave you know i was a jedi i, I could do i'll fucking chop your arm off you son of a bitch <laughs> See that blood stain right there? That was me. <laughs> let's let's talk about this next trailer that's coming up for the bubble. It's a new comedy from Judd Apatow. Remember Judd Apatow movies? Oh, it's it's a bunch of famous people doing improv with each other, and they're just you know taking the best cuts the entire time. That comic style hasn't aged like milk, not at all. So th- this is like I think an example of an, an emerging um, trend, which is going to be uh, like acknowledging the the pandemic was a thing that happened, but like make fun of some of the um, more strident excesses in uh, like the the uh, public safety measures because they're clearly with a lot of the humor here. They're 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 going for like pointing at you know how like ridiculous and theatrical some of the you know um like safety precautions were i i imagine particularly in these like type of you know like hollywood film production corporate settings it was i i I imagine they were quick to implement some you know like very like um stringent and regimented system so and there's it's starting to be acceptable in media to like make fun of this stuff like there there was that snl 
clip the other day. Um, so there, you know, cause you know, there can only be one current thing that people are, you know, uh, a- angry and scared about And you know, COVID's over Ukraine's here. So we don't have to talk about it anymore, but we can start to make fun of it a little bit. Absolutely. Um, so, we can yeah. give it a very gentle ribbing. while also still maintaining all of the same COVID procedures <laughs> yeah. that you're mocking <laughs> while filming this movie. Those but, jobs you know. aren't going away. Like once you create the entire COVID special response team as like an embedded, element of the of the film production unit like oh those are those are union jobs now i imagine like you're not you're not getting rid of those i I think uh, a director would probably love the idea of being able to like get a uh, a rowdy leading man or leading lady type to have an excuse to lock them into their hotel room and not have them wander off set and have to (laughs) delay production for various reasons um Poland, what was it? Anthony Starr, the actor who plays Homelander in The Boys, how he went to Spain and like beat the shit out of a, a waiter. You know, of, not, co- not, oh. not- <laughs> of course he did. Of, of course, the guy who plays Homelander would would be like that. We gotta we gotta <laughs> stop acting surprised by this. Like ever since Kevin Spacey, we gotta just <laughs> understand like how does he get inside the head of a psychopath? Whoa, yeah. how are they able to do the this? The mask is the real face. The Riddler's right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now buy your army surplus jacket and meet me at the top of Madison Square Garden. God, or, but yeah, so excuse the, me, the, the basic- me, Gotham Square Garden. Oh yeah, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you you just you just accidentally advocated for a a, 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 um, a strike on New York City right there. So my, I, my I, apologies. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up for my city here and uh, call out this this agent provocateur on my podcast uh, that's right that's right <laughs> only you can enact real change indeed, yeah, indeed. yeah i i know i know my mission now i i know what i'm here to do <laughs> <laughs> i mean the one weird thing about this movie that uh seems to be entertaining to me is the fact that like it was inspired by uh the fact that when they were filming the third jurassic world movie that the whole cast and crew they were all locked up together so it seems like uh, Judd Apatow saw this and then thought, oh, hey, this would be a fun idea for a movie, which I guess, or you could just make a documentary about how the cast was stuck and locked up together. And I think that that would probably be obviously like more entertaining to me because these are real people in a real situation and you get their real perspectives, not, you know, elaborate haha joke. Yeah. Setups. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it would it would be funny if they did go through with that um uh, premise and then that came out before Jurassic World Three itself came out. So <laughs> which I mean I'm not sure like the I, the, think, the, the, the I think this yeah. is coming out actually before Jurassic World Three even. So, okay. uh, <laughs> so we're getting uh, like what like Cliff Beasts is the six Cliff Beast Six. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, it's it, I I love how they're just admitting that like the yeah uh, Jurassic Park at this point is just it's just a you know sh- a monster dinosaur schlock movie. It's you know you started off on 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 such high ground with uh, you know the, the 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 first one about themes of like scientific overreach and human hubris and you know the 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 deep deep thematic material of life finding a way and now you've just d- degenerated to uh, cliff beast six is pretty much <laughs> a good and now like <laughs> like allegory for uh, the, the the upcoming entry in the in the uh, jurassic world series the real question is is this movie gonna be better or worse <laughs> than jurassic world three that's gonna be the real question i don't know uh, this, this does look like fun though like yeah yeah pedro pascal is killing it, it between this and then the nick cage trailer uh that we saw the the in, uh impossible weight of whatever whatever the, the unbearable the, the weight drug of massive talent yeah. or whatever yeah yes yes that one um i, I mean and, and also i guess in the mandalorian slash book of boba fett and everything else like the guy knows his assignment like he also wonder woman 1984 like he is like Putting forward a hundred percent effort doesn't matter if it's going to be good or bad. He is going to be good in it, and so it's I you know I I guess I'll watch it for him on April first, assuming that this isn't like an elaborate April Fool's prank. 
but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll see. every every Judd Apatow production now uh, comes with the uh, combo deal of his daughter in it. Um, which oh, seems to, seems to be the thing. So I that would that would be quite an elaborate, um, you know, uh, pr- uh, you know, f- uh, family prank to make a <laughs> make a movie that your daughter's headlining it, and then just reveal that no, the, we we shot the entire thing just for an elaborate April Fool's joke, just for the <laughs> just just for the. Is trailer. that why yeah. you had me spend three nights with James Franco, Dad? Is that why? No, 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 no. The, those were yeah. other reasons. Don't worry about that, honey. No, yeah, no, no. those were. Those are uh, cabal related reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine selling your soul to Satan and this was the best you could come up with. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's move on. Next trailer here. Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh this is coming uh from like the, the latest just spewing of content from Paramount, where we're gonna be following Captain Pike, uh Spock, and then also the the number one. Uh, years before Captain Kirk ends up helming the uh, Enterprise. So uh, what did you think about this trailer? I'm not too familiar with the Star Trek canon. I remember... God bless you. Yeah, pretty pretty much my only exposure to it was the... Um, movies that with the last film series with uh chris J. abrams and, yeah the, the, <laughs> yeah the the jj abrams uh star trek ones which definitely felt very much like just uh um uh sci- like you know sci-fi action apocalypse story of the week um yeah yeah because yeah. that, that was kind of a problem with them yeah because yeah. like was it because like isn't you know i'm a, definitely a layman here but isn't the whole point of star trek supposed to be a little more like like cerebral and hard sci-fi and like more about like exploration and and uh the sort of moral and, and larger and, themes yeah almost like an elseworlds kind of a thing but yeah. in space and sci-fi yeah it is that i mean i who knows how much of that originally came from the idea of well you just didn't have the budget for big sweeping action set pieces to take place Mm -hmm. so why not have like a lot of monologuing and posturing and theorizing about like the nature of man and good and evil but regardless like like star trek's audience was never meant to be like the billion dollar audience it was meant for more of like the hard sci-fi nerds kind of thing and so this feels like a return to that like there was not a single action set piece in this trailer now who knows maybe trailer two will have tons of action but uh it was just nice to see like oh wow they're seemingly going to be going to a strange new world each episode and they're going to explore something and that should be fine and good um the one thing you need to know about captain pike though grift is that in star trek canon uh he suffers a horrible explosion that leaves him permanently crippled and burned and like living in a uh triangle from the neck down that hovers and rolls around oh shit so uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I wonder if they're going to allude to any of that in this um, about him trying to to toy with destiny. But uh, it, I just thought, okay, well, great. This is this is standard Star Trek fare. But weirdly, that's what makes it seem so unique by comparison to the rest of whatever Paramount has to offer. Yeah, they were they were going to do that storyline, but then they uh, they thought it would be too dark. We're like, we, 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 <laughs> we can't be even darker than the Obi-Wan show. <laughs> <laughs> Same writer in the room being like, yeah. this guy's going to die. I want Obi-Wan to be a floating head. I want Obi-Wan to have a backstory where before he was a Padawan, he was abused by an uncle on Tatooine. <laughs> he has to go through and <laughs> deal with that. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so next trailer. Next trailer. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> uh let's talk about this. This fucking oh god, this movie. Bullet train. Hell yeah. Let's uh, go. Action yeah, action. Like I, I'm just gonna line this up here. Director of Deadpool 2 is making a action thriller movie about a bunch of assassins that are on the train that are all going after one briefcase. It stars Brad Pitt and then a whole just ensemble cast. Uh Brian Tyree Henry is there, as well as like Bad Bunny, uh, and uh uh several other people, of course, that are going on. 
Um, the, the movie features like in the trailer, a Japanese version of staying alive, uh, by the Bee Gees. And so you're either on board with that kind of action, the aesthetic, or you're not. And I love how that is a perfect way to filter the fans from the disinterested with this trailer. Oh yeah. It's like, you know, what type of movie you're getting yourself into here. And I am definitely on board for it. Uh, I'm, I'm here for, uh, Brad Pitt being, uh, shocked at how good the facilities on, um, public trains in other countries are. Um, that's, <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like Peachy that's water. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you wait, you have this brand water. Like you, the, the train actually gets where it's going in a, you know, good amount of time for not much money. And it's <laughs> the whole thing. It's, it's crazy. The whole thing is like first class. What? We don't have any of that in this country. I, I will pay you so much more money if you treat me special and different than all of the other people on this train. <laughs> please, please, I beg of you. Um, also, it's fun how they're trying to make me like, look at Brad Pitt. He's kind of a schlub. He's wearing a bucket hat. <laughs> Just like, no, that's still Brad Pitt. Look at Brad Pitt as hell. And that bucket hat, I don't think, makes it past like the first act of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like clearly like whatever um, uh, actress he's with is like into bucket hats right now. Because I'm sure you see that picture of like where Brad Pitt like transforms into um, whatever woman he's dating. Like they. That's that's true. Yeah. True so, chameleon. Yeah. yeah. So he he clearly was like they they've been rocking uh, bucket hats as a couple, and he just walked onto set with it the first day and was like, okay, this is this is a nice little character flair, and then it's just it's it's just gone for most of the movie. <laughs> Director's like he refuses to take it off, and then one day he shows up without it on, and it's like, oh god, now we got to do something about this. Okay, uh, let's create a set piece here. Whatever though, uh, I I'm excited for. For this uh, the way it's it's almost hyper colorized like oversaturated is probably the the better term for mm-hmm. it and so i like those kinds of aesthetics of where everyone kind of has a thing everyone's allowed to just be quirky and unique in their own way and it just kind of seems like the director was smart enough to say all of y'all kind of decide what your own thing is going to be and then we'll incorporate it into the movie and then I have some amazing choreography I have planned for you. And then they're like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And then nice, small, contained action movie taking place. Wonderful, beautiful. Uh, it's going to be great to watch. Yeah, I can't wait for my uh, uh, disbelief to be stretched as to like how they can keep the fights uh, like hidden from the other passengers on the train. Because like that, was- they're all assassins. You see, it's yeah. all a, a everybody's an assassin. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They all they all have uh, the uh, Omerta on the train with them. <laughs> Is it in the room with us right now? Is it on the train with us right now? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. But what we do know. It's time for a quick plug here. So $5 a month, you can join what is essentially our uh, our movie club, but we're doing a TV show right now. So fuck you. Don't think about the details. It's Yellowstone. Uh, so it's our favorite cast of Montana Cowboys getting up to God knows what. Uh, go ahead and check that out on the Patreon. And uh, also, once we hit 25 patrons a month, we're going to start doing uh, exclusive content for you, like Gigo casts, uh, just for our patrons every week so please show your support for that or don't and that's also fine because uh we're still toying with the formulas and formats and so very excited to see where this goes what's happening in the shop right now grift oh i've got a bunch of new stuff up there uh i gave the the whole the whole shop a bit of a, a collection reorganized so there's some looks a little more coherent i uh, got some got some new uh, bomber jackets in there um, there's going to be a Griff Shop tracksuit soon, so be, be on the lookout for that. Uh, we'll see. Oh God! Yeah, oh we'll God. see. We'll Full see. blown. I'm just thinking about the Slavic nature of the shop is going to increase a thousandfold. Oh yeah, with the drift no. going on there. there yeah. yeah, there as yeah, war war pops off on the the um, you know Ukrainian flatlands. It's it's time to it's time to uh, you know embrace the Slavic influence. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I I don't know whether Russians will be able to buy the tracksuits because they've been like just completely like kicked off the global financial network. But you know maybe maybe we can smuggle some in 
Uh, <laughs> Working secondary markets to get craft shop merch in. <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> smuggling it through Albania. Absolutely. Oh Let's yeah. Go. Oh yeah. We gotta absolutely, absolutely gotta like land in an Albanian port, and then like yeah, some, <laughs> somehow somehow get the Z tracksuits to the to the brave uh, <laughs> the brave Russian soldiers on the front I'm line. Just- it's uh it's it's unfortunately just awful awful knockoff so it's, it says griff shop but there's a y in it uh you know uh for for grift in there you know it's a it's a real problem there that and blue jeans apparently well uh, it, they they did get rid of all like um uh, adherence to international copyright in russia so they will they will they will be the ones making the knockoff griff, griff shop tracksuits so i'm gonna yeah yeah that's that's what's gonna get me to to throw down on uh the the ukrainian side when uh putin is is wearing a knockoff uh griff shop tracksuit didn't go through, <laughs> like can't, can't go through the proper channels they force his hand he had to he had to make his own <laughs> oh no well you know in, in that case you just need to make sure you confront him lock eyes if there's one <laughs> thing we found out is that uh, Putin may be ne- uh, neurodivergent so he's not going to want to maintain eye contact or uh, he'll get upset if you don't shake his hand you know all those things use it to, to power you to, to glory so yeah uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be on the lookout for the handshake yeah I can't can't miss that I we, yeah, we, we can't continue to the, add to the legend of autistic Putin. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about another neurodivergent king uh, hey. with some uh, movie news that's taking place. Uh, we got uh, some Dune casting that, that's taken uh, place. I've said taking place twice. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm stoked for this. Florence Pugh is currently in negotiations to play Princess uh, Irulan. Irulan? Irulan? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, I, I am a fan of the movie. <laughs> I have not read the book. I refuse to read the book, and I barely remember the David Lynch film. So uh, that that that's on uh, uh, Denis Villeneuve to impress me, because I'm sure I'll know all of the characters' names. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, if it's not Duncan Idaho, I'm not going to remember. Okay, you hear me? Uh, so yes, uh, she's going to be the the daughter of the emperor ends up marrying Paul, and then also Austin Butler, who uh, people might recognize from uh, last week or the week before. Uh, that guy who is playing Elvis, he is also now going to be playing uh, Fade Routha, so uh, Baron Harkonnen's sinister nephew in that Sting role. So. Uh, I'm sorry that our fan casting for Robert Pattinson didn't quite work, but if you get to go from Elvis to this, man, talk about a swing of a career. Yeah, these are two people who are definitely going to be like the people who are in everything for like four to five years. Um, I did like, and it's it's so funny how like now Dune has like you know crossed over into the you know sort of norm general normy cultural. Um, like like surface level knowledge like you like you had that infamous twitter post being like oh like in in response to this news being like oh this is going to be like an epic love triangle and it's like i'm (laughs) you know like i read the first dune book and i'm not like that up on the lore but like that is like it's it's such a funny uh like dichotomy between the 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 flippancy of like oh my god there's gonna be a love triangle with these characters to like the the cosmic implications uh, and and mass violence that you know <laughs> result in the actual storyline around it <laughs> well it's like uh what what would did grime say when she was claiming to have been an influencer on set of dune but then she got fired and she was like uh i see a lot of my son in paul <laughs> wait what? wait she was just like on set as an influencer what? she like, claims that okay. no one no one can back up that story <laughs> so she, that was my job I think, <laughs> job yeah because if there's one thing that Denis Villeneuve is known for it's for allowing grimes like influences in his production design oh and uh, artistic style yeah definitely seems to have taken place uh, as they say grimes music and Hans Zimmer just go so well together <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's ridiculous um 
I'm pretty excited, though, with this Doom casting, because as you mentioned, it seems like these are people that are going to be big for the next four, five, six, seven, ten, twenty, however long number of years. And so it's excellent, solid casting of where you're not going to uh, lose yourself when you see these famous people portraying them, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not going to go like, oh, whoa, that's whatever the fuck her name is in Black Widow when I see Florence <laughs> Pugh taking place uh, and being the princess. Or I guess it's Midsummer Chick. I don't know what people's cultural reference points are going to be. But uh, yeah, so good casting, good casting, strong support for him. I, I remember from the... Um the the uh the lynch adaptation like the um this like princess character was like a like a framing device for exposition and and i think in the original like book series it's supposed to be like her like the books are like like have excerpts of her her like historical chronicles that she wrote like about paul and had different like propaganda narratives and there's like unreliable narrator stuff going on so there's definitely uh some some interesting like it's honestly a lot of this stuff like kind of reminds me of like game of thrones-esque Cause you know, they're, yeah. they're cause they're, yeah. they're, they're bringing in the whole emperor and, and his fa- like family and all those, you know, games and stuff. And, you know, they, if there was no do and there was no game of Thrones, so we're going, we're going back to the source, I guess on this one. <laughs> let's go. Let's go return to tradition, but it's Dune instead. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's embrace, let's ha- yeah. embrace the worm. <laughs> let's, let's have it not go the way of, of John Carter, please. <laughs> <laughs> justice, justice for John Carter. Uh, oh, you've, you've misbegotten Jim that no one knew what to do with, with the noble Confederate soldier, John Carter. <laughs> <laughs> as our main character what could possibly go wrong <laughs> um well, let's talk about this next uh next news story though uh grimes uh, going back to grimes here uh she is dating chelsea manning and she also had a second baby but uh had a second baby via a surrogate so i'm gonna put an asterisk by that you know it's all the credit of being a mom none of the actual work am i right ladies am i right yeah uh, shout out all the baby all the uh, ladies uh naming their babies like why or whatever <laughs> mst3k i believe yeah, is her name that, yes, yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god yeah like uh like these grimes like isn't even a person anymore like i don't even i don't even know it's and i think that's entirely the point <laughs> well it, it's all it's all stunt casting you know and so uh the real question becomes do we trust uh grimes to keep this child alive in her t- treatment and care or do we trust uh, Elon Musk to care for this child or hire like staff to go ahead and raise this child? Uh, I mean, so. either, either way, it's like they, they have the money. So it's probably going to, you know, at least like the bare necessities will be taken care of. Um, yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, from, like in terms of, I'm, I'm talking about like <laughs> emotional <this> development. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this this kid is going to be stunted as hell. Uh, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> Imagine finding out what the internet is, and then finding out what the internet thinks about your dad, and then your dad never logs off and is still posting Pepe memes, and it's 2046 or whatever. Yeah, at, at, least, at least one of these kids is gonna be like like a damien like antichrist figure but but with but with, <laughs> but with like a sort of like stargate angle to it too like it's got some like alien glowing eyes or something and you know can can commune with the um with the ufos um so yeah there's nothing musk would like more absolutely than that he would unveil that child's abilities as part of a tech demo and claim that his neural link is the <laughs> thing that made it happen you know like that's that's what would go on but yes so uh just uh nice to see that i guess uh grimes has found love with chelsea manning also nice to see that uh elon musk is continuing to just be transphobic uh the entire time uh with things but now you know it's coming from a personal place and uh, that that makes the posting that much more sincere in my head. I yeah, I he's enjoy just, he's just mad at someone for 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 stealing his girl. <laughs> yeah, that's right. How, how dare you? Where else will I 
find someone like Grimes? Question mark. Really, where though? Because I'm not sure. <laughs> She's entirely human. Uh, Doesn't he also but, just have like a ton of other like secret kids out there with just tons yeah. of different women? Like, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he's Genghis conning his way through. Fuck, you know? that's, uh, that's bleak. <laughs> I, I, oh, it gets way more bleak if we look at like what the ruling class is doing. If we coordinate their baby farms and then who's owning all of the farmland <laughs> in the United States. But you know, we, we the, the show's not about that, Grift. The show is instead about isn't it wacky and crazy that Turning Red and the Atom Project <laughs> were released online <laughs> instead of in theaters this week? Huh? Isn't that crazy that that's where we are with the box office these days? Yeah, mid budget stuff is just uh. Uh, on streaming services yeah ab- absolutely uh, uh nothing to see with bill gates buying up the majority of the arable uh, farmland in the united states but you know I, I, we we really should talk about this this new trend uh you know among among the the homies uh, every everybody's turning red these days <laughs> yes if there's one thing that uh people are unable to relate to it's girls going through puberty yeah there's no market for that at all none whatsoever <laughs> why would disney want to be cashing in on that oh i can't imagine why uh like seeing all of these like middle-aged guys talking about how they're unable to relate with this character just reminds me about where we are like as a film consumption not even film criticism in in society but like consumption wise it's worse than baby food it's like pureed water it's just like if you're like watch pick like if you're you know some um mid 30s to 40s guy with nostalgia for like the golden age of pixar like sure just like watch watch the movies but just like if you're getting too bent out of shape on the timeline about like the fucking aesthetics of an animated cartoon for like literal babies like, dude, like you've you've lost the plot completely. Like, yeah, I like I hate to and like I'm going to say this. Uh, when a film's main character is a certain age, it's not saying, "Oh, hey, you should be this old to fully enjoy this movie," because obviously they're going to try and make things as four quadrant as possible. But it is a good indicator of who their primary target as an audience is. And so when Turning Red is saying, "Hey," 13-year-old girls, has this ever happened to you? Turning into a giant red panda, and then also dealing with the concept of generational trauma and like inability to emotionally communicate with each other. Yeah, that seems like that might be something that is, is relatable, especially when you know it's coming uh, from uh, an original idea from a director who's finally pitched it and worked her, her way up in a massive studio to be able to get this idea off the ground. Like th- that seems like a respectable enough kind of story, especially when like the other counter programming is the Adam project, which is uh Sean Levy and Ryan Reynolds's most recent team up together where Ryan Reynolds has to travel through time and have his 13 year old self go and try and fight bad guys with him. Like it it just seems like that's the nostalgia bait for the same 30 something year old guys. Yeah. Listen, listen, fellas, like if you, if you feel the urge to, to post about turning red, it's real easy. Just you, all you need to do is just log off, like maybe take one, two sips of beer and, you know, watch the original cars and have a good cry. You know, it's watch uh, cars too. Yeah. <laughs> this is for me. <laughs> when I watch Mater on the TV, I think he's speaking to me. Life is a highway. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, uh, but yeah, the, the, this, this Adam project thing too. Like I remember watching the trailer and just leaving no impression in my mind. And they're like, oh, and they're 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 trying to like market it as like a you know oh this isn't based off of this is a this is a mid budget film it's it's not based off of any established property but it still is just the very like generic story beats and really like besides you know the the Ryan Gosling star power there just doesn't seem for any reason for anyone to go to go on uh, you know 
Netflix and and watch this thing when there's like much more no, exciting no. things happening. <laughs> yeah, but again, I'm starting to think that maybe we aren't the target audience for that because maybe 13 year old boys look at mm. you know Ryan Reynolds doing his Deadpool voice thing and they're like, yeah, can't wait to watch this at the sleepover before I type slurs into Fortnite or whatever 13 year olds do. Yeah, you know, you know it's it's the big the big night of the year. They're they're getting they're they're being allowed to stay up all night and watch free guy and uh, the adam project double double oh, feature talk about it. Yeah, yeah an amazing double feature mm. <laughs> what's sad is that i'm sure that is some like 13 year olds actual valid <laughs> night <laughs> and to that person i just you know like good honestly good for you congratulations you're 13 you have your whole life ahead of you uh just know that you know your taste will change and evolve congratulations to you uh, in the meantime, let's uh, talk about another <laughs> person in the news whose movie opinions probably didn't change much from the time he was 13. Um, it's Sam Elliott, who uh, like a while ago, like three weeks ago, came on the fire <laughs> for uh, talking about how there's all of these allusions to homosexuality throughout Power of the Dog, and he doesn't like it. Uh, and uh, man, uh, honestly, respect to Sam Elliott for playing 4D chess because <laughs> uh power of the dog like i i really enjoyed it but i kind of had forgotten about it now i'm like oh that's right it is a good movie <laughs> sam elliott you dumbass for for raising a point but why would a new zealand woman director know how to direct uh western movies because you know foreigners <laughs> historically haven't ever made good western films not at all it's i i, I love just yeah the, the whole the whole like crux of the plot is like oh he's like a, a closeted gay guy right and then like that's why yeah. he feels isolated that's what yeah. drives his bitterness and his like masochism and makes him so toxic oh yeah, and, just, oh, and then <laughs> sam, sam elliott doing like the dumb old guy thing here like oh, this is some some questionable uh you know, you know illusions to, to, to homosexual implications <laughs> like, it's just like look at it they were dressed up like chippendales dancers it's like what were you watching the whole time sam elliott because that that never took place in this movie like it, it, <laughs> i'm sorry but then cumberbatch plays the type of gay guy in this movie that drops the f slur on pretty much everyone <laughs> the entire time you know uh, he's not the the like limp-wristed la west hollywood kind of person that you might be envisioning <laughs> sam elliott like my god this is uh uh just again so it's been fun seeing benedict cumberbatch <sighs> making jokes about it um and just the whole cast as well uh just kind of laughing about it probably the worst response though came from the director because she said like oh i think he's being a little bitch about it he's an actor from sacramento like he's not a real cowboy <laughs> which oh go for the guts there jane please good good on you um but then when she wins an award from the Critics' Choice Awards, uh, and she's accepting it, she talks about how, like, oh, well, Venus and Serena Williams, you're marvels, but you don't have to compete against the men like I do. And oh no, I, <laughs> like, uh, what? <laughs> like, oh, maybe she is a piece of shit too, huh? Weird, maybe okay. they're all pieces of shit. But like they're I, Hollywood people who could have known. I, I do like your theory though that that Sam Sam Elliott clearly believes in the power of the dog and wants to generate buzz for it any way he can. So he's he's willing to throw himself under the rug. And you know he's they're they're probably back having a good laugh at the whole thing. So absolutely, yeah. he's going to be in Power of the Dog too. Power of the bitch. Uh, that's going to be. <laughs> It is great. It is great. I uh, can't wait to see Sam. Hey, yeah. You see it? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the episode title. <laughs> um, one, though, I wanted to mention, though, but why especially I thought it was funny that she was just kind of tripping over her own clit with the statement was... Uh, what it's it's a it's it's a woke thing to say now uh that, that, that's my new that's my new line i'm not gonna not gonna stray away from it when uh white women 
be saying the craziest <laughs> shit. Uh, well, the reason I mentioned this is because Venus and Serena Williams actually are going and competing against the men because they have a film, King Richard, the biopic about their father, that is also competing for Best Picture. So they are, in fact, having to compete against the men like Jane Campion <laughs> is having to do. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, this this uh, this uh, comparison she's trying to make is is starting to grow and me so because she clearly knows she's in the she's now in the filmmaking arena against the uh williams sisters so she she goes for the low blow like to start off with the with the tennis based attack so she's she's just <laughs> yeah she, she's getting the upper hand with it with an unconventional strategy out the gate you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to quote benedict cumberbatch's character from power of the dog when he's describing men who play tennis <laughs> and i mean i'm thinking about some of that some of the the twitter discourse around the the king richard movie where people people were saying like this this male dominated movie doesn't accurately reflect the 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 feminine perspective of the william sisters like why it's like they're literally producers like yeah they, like <laughs> crazy yeah what did no one consult them oh no they were consulted they they yeah, they they, they improved made, this whole thing. They made what? deliberate uh, uh, story choices and like and uh, uh, script redos to get the movie they wanted. It is amazing. Well, you know, let's focus on our last uh, last topic here. What's happening next week? Uh, with uh, just some real, true, solid gender roles being established with the trailer for Deepwater, the new sexy thriller with Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas. Uh, it's a psychological thriller. It's from uh, the same director as Fatal Attraction and Indecent Proposal. It's uh, it's uh, based on a novel by the same person who wrote Talented Mr. Ripley. The plot, it follows a troubled marriage between two attractive people that are playing dangerous mind games with each other. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, DeArmas really loves cucking Ben Affleck <laughs> the entire movie. And Ben Affleck may or may not just start murdering people. <laughs> and I think that's a delightful premise. No, I, I think the twist in this one is going to be that um, ben, uh, ben Affleck is a high-powered uh, petroleum engineer who uh, his his whirlwind uh, uh, marriage and series of uh, cucking episodes interfered with his ability to uh, you know properly do his job on the the rig station <laughs> in the uh, <laughs> the uh, off the coast of Mexico. So, <laughs> uh, God, you know, I I just think that uh, we need more movies like this to take place. Like this is a movie that is. Like, not for kids. Like, no one is looking at the plot of this movie and thinking, well, this is for Quadrant Fair. Like, oh, <laughs> I can't wait to take my kids to see this movie. Like, it looks uh, like it's trying to be sexy. It looks like it's going to be dirty. Not in the sense of, like, oh, it's naughty. But, like, it looks, like, grimy. Like, you're going to find bodies in the woods. There's going to be uh, some drowning corpse makeup. Ah, oh, boy. Just, just, uh, just a delight for us to see here with this plus you know um ben affleck he was in gone girl and so i can't wait to see like what new borderline sociopathic toxic male character he's going to be portraying in this you know really stretching out of the limits of bruce wayne into something else right Jeff? <laughs> yeah this uh i mean i got a I got to acknowledge that this is yet again another uh, example of um, Hollywood normalizing cucking because now 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 you're not getting the pathetic uh you know uh, like guy who gets cut cuz he has no other options but this is this is like the suave high powered well dressed cuck you know so this is it's this, okay yeah. to be a cuck <laughs> if it covers up your serial killer tendency <laughs> <laughs> yeah you see this, this is this is what cucks like you want to be a cuck too don't you so I think yeah. <laughs> don't you wish you were a cuck like me? It takes a real man to watch your wife get railed by someone. <laughs> yeah, what's what's more manly than that? <laughs> 
you don't understand. It brings me pleasure. It's not at all, again, because it serves as an adequate cover for my tendencies as I start wasting these motherfuckers. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> it, it, it just, you know, like, we need more of this in today's society. It's also weird that this is coming out on Hulu because that means in other countries, this is a Disney Plus movie that's coming out, which I just think is delightful that Disney Plus is like, watch Turning Red or Deep Water. <laughs> <laughs> this is like they the the that um teenage boy you uh referenced earlier who's who's uh staying up late to watch the the uh, adam project like that's just the cover story so you can then flip over to to deep water <laughs> <laughs> oh no okay imaginary 13 year old I, i'm talking to you now in this particular case i know you think you want to see it this is going to cross some wires that will not be able to be uncrossed yeah and yeah you can make this decision on your own you just need to be aware that you probably are not going to look at relationships <laughs> women or your own parents for that matter ever again in the same way so <laughs> oh my god uh, yeah ben affleck as alpha cuck is yeah, the, uh, just the, a delight yeah, yeah grooming young men into the cucking lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's trying to do after she has sex with them he's like by the way how would you also like to be a cuck? I'd like to invite you to the cuck initiative. <laughs> it's a series of the most wealthy elites of our town. We gather together and watch our wives get railed by other random people. So, uh, yeah, boy. What, what, a, yeah. what a plot. <laughs> And and we're we're raising money for Ukrainian weapons right now. <laughs> <laughs> One just real musky hand job at a time that's taking place. Please, please. Wow, that's going to be an episode. That's going to go ahead and do it for us. Uh, we already went through plugs, so uh, I'm going to be watching deep water. Just you know, uh, deep throat water, balls deep water. Uh, we we can come up with other with other terms. I. I already came up with tripping over her own clit, so I feel very proud of myself. Do you have any closing thoughts for these people, Griff? I'll try to make it more than a half hour into a Power of the Dog next time. <laughs> yeah. It got too gay too fast yeah, for you. There were, yeah, there were, there, were, there were too many subtle homosexual references, and uh, you know, it was it was it was too much for a straight man such as myself. I, I couldn't handle it. So had, twenty-five had minutes. <laughs> yeah, the, the twenty-five minutes of Benedict Cumberbatch just you know husking rope and staring at the camera <laughs> and grunting quietly like the tom cruise audio from earlier might have been a little bit too much who knows, who knows? Oh all right bye everyone peace